Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Today on the show, we get to chat with Joe Carr of Serenity Kids. Serenity Kids makes the most nutritionally dense baby food, toddler food and snacks, and even toddler formula, which is super exciting. I really appreciate what they're doing at Serenity Kids to bring balanced foods that are not overly sweet to our kids' lives and plates. And we're going to talk all about early eating. So developing different flavor profiles for your kiddos, how to get little picky eaters to eat more of a wide variety of foods, all kinds of things when it comes to how do we feed our kids healthy foods, which is a question I get a lot of the time. So I think you're really going to enjoy the show and learn some things about how to help your kids eat a little healthier. Without further ado, let's welcome Joe to the show. Welcome to the show, Joe. I'm so stoked to talk to you today. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah. So before we dive into all things Serenity Kids, baby food, all the fun things, first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? My name's Joe Carr. I live in Austin, Texas, originally from Kansas City, Missouri. My wife, Serenity, and I started Serenity Kids Baby Food and Toddler Foods. We make the most nutrient-dense baby and kids foods on the planet and I uh, have a background in youth services and social justice activism. I'm also autistic, so I wasn't diagnosed as a child, so I had a lot of challenges as a kid, both social yeah. and physical, that really led me on this path. Yeah, no, so incredible. I didn't know your backstory in terms of like your previous work. So that's super cool to see how that kind of channels itself into what you're doing today. So I would love to hear the story of how you and your wife, Serenity, decided to start a baby and kids food company. It feels to me like now I see your success, but it feels like a daunting idea. Yeah, it was a very daunting idea. Still a daunting idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it really for us starts in our childhood. My wife, Serenity, was very sick as a kid. She had just constant stomach pain, what we now know as leaky gut, right? But it was just yeah. always was hurting and she was super underweight, ate a lot of junk food, way overuse of antibiotics. She kept getting sick and more antibiotics, kept killing her gut, got to the point where she couldn't even eat food or drink water without medicine. She had to take medication every day and just uh. to eat and figured out that she could change her diet and cure all that. So through yeah. the paleo diet and the functional medicine community, was able to cure herself without that medication. And like I said, I'm autistic. So a lot of social challenges, a lot of physical challenges, a lot of food sensitivities. Turns yeah. out I really super heavy metal poisoning. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of food allergies I didn't know about. I was a picky right. eater. I lived on canned ravioli and nachos. Right. Just my gluten and dairy sensitivities. Right? Oh. So 
So yeah. here all the time. And plus, was just in trouble all the time, being punished, no friends, like really hard time socially. So yeah. it left me really passionate to change the world for kids. It left my wife really passionate to help other people heal themselves with food. And yeah. so we met, she introduced me to the paleo diet. And I, that really transformed my life. And that and the functional medicine stuff really helped integrate autism. And I've yeah. always wanted to have kids. I've always wanted to be a dad. I, I drew pictures of my future children when I was five. <laughs> Stop. Uh, they love um, that. Yeah, their names were Jason and Brittany. I named them to pop those pictures. <laughs> Such uh, so, like 90s names. Like how many people our right. age are Jason and Brittany? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now, now, now all the little kids have weird names. Nobody yeah, has, exactly. Stella, all yeah. our friends have strange names like Juniper and Woods. And, right. Oh, uh, yeah. We're in Colorado. So we've got all the Aspens and the yes. Rivers. Lots of weird names. <laughs> but that was, that was, that was the cases and Brittany were my future kids. So when Serena and I got serious, that was my first thought. I was like, let's have a baby. Yeah. And the first thought was, well, what are we going to feed it? And so we went looking for baby foods before we even got pregnant. Yeah. And we're just astounded at what we found. I mean, it was yeah, all it's sugar. rough. Yeah. There was no good meat. There was no fat. And meat and fat were like the core parts of our diet. Yeah. Meat, fat, and vegetables were the, the, the core human foods. And yeah. instead, it was all sugar and grain. Processed yeah. meat and grain-based snacks. The, the foods that made us sick. Yeah. So really, it was like, I'm just going to have to make all our baby food. Like, yeah. It was just... I'm just going to have to make it all. And I was in an entrepreneurial mindset. Like I was in a place in my life where I was like ready to start something. Yeah. And I was looking at different business ideas and that one popped up really big. Like, well, this yeah. is a huge opportunity. And everybody we talked to, people in the food industry, our friends and family, everybody was like, this is a really crazy idea. Like this doesn't exist. There's no meat and veggie baby food. Really? No. Yeah. And they're like, that's crazy. Somebody's got to fix that. So we decided to do it. We had no idea how hard it would be. It was way harder than we thought. I uh, mean, but, yeah. And we did. Are there regulations? Like, I know there are so many regulations on formula. Are there regulations on baby food? Not really. Not uh, probably more than just regular food. So wow. it actually was the meat that brought the most regulation. There's the most meat and dairy are the most regulated foods in the yeah. world. Well, besides formula, that's the most regulated. Yeah. But as far as foods go, so we had a little more regulations because of the meat we were using and also manufacturing challenges because nobody had done it. So figuring out how to get the shelf-stable meat and veggie purees in the squeeze pouch. Right. Equipment designed for fruit purees. Yeah. Just two years to get the product. What? No, I mean, I can see how many challenges you would have had to jump through to create the products that you have today. And it's crazy how much I relate to your story because I do what I do today, just like you guys. I was a really sick kid. I always had strep. I always like eating sugar and grains. And every single night I'm telling my mom, I've got a stomach ache. And I had really loving, wonderful parents who were willing to do whatever it took, but they just didn't know. Like they didn't know if I was making it up. They didn't know how bad it was. They even took me to GI doctors who were like, her gut looks pretty good. Feel on your stomach. I think it's fine. And so I just feel like now, unfortunately, I feel like it's our generation that 
has all the leaky gut, has all the digestive issues, has all the autoimmune diseases. Because I mean, my dad's a little older, but I mean, he grew up kind of how we say now, like, let's eat how our grandparents ate. Like, that's how my dad grew up, right? Like on a farm, eating milk from the cow and meat from the farm and that kind of thing. And so we've just gotten so far from that. And it's crazy to see, like, it's one thing for like a conscious adult to sit there eating nachos. It's another thing for us to be feeding our brand new babies, these foods. And it was really also having our daughter, you have a Della, I have an Ella. And it was really feeding Ella that sparked all these thoughts in my head because we had been vegan (laughs) with the thought of like, let's try to be as healthy as possible. But then when it came down to our baby, it's like, is this really optimal? And so her first food was actually egg yolks. Like we were kind of following Weston A. Price and that kind of thing. And so trying to get nutrient dense foods into her. And it just occurred to me, like we're eating lettuce. Like these are not the most nutrient dense foods we can be eating. So first, what do you feel like are some of the problems in not only just baby food? So like the packaged stuff you're getting at the store, but just like how we're feeding our babies and our kids today. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of parallels between the problems with how we feed our kids and that and the problems with our how we eat, right? Yeah, totally. One of the biggest things we focus a lot on is balance, is fat, protein, carb balances. And my For wife sure. and I start with glucose monitors, yeah, same metabolic health. And that really hammered home for us how important it is to, if you're going to eat carbs, eat protein, fat with it. And it's fine right. if you go by itself. Totally. It doesn't really matter what the carb is. Whether it's a donut or pasta or juice or a piece of fruit, it goes to the blood sugar. But if you eat some protein first, it's totally fine. But we, I can actually eat quite a bit of sugar if I ate a lot of protein. So balance is key. We think about a one to one to two ratio, just one gram of protein to one gram of fat to two grams of net carbs, which is the carbs minus fiber. And so if you keep that one-to-one-to-two ratio, metabolic is super stable. You're getting the right nutrient density because the protein and fats are usually the best sources are animal. So you've got this good amount of animal product mixed with vegetable carbs or far superior grains or fruits from a carb source goes, but some fruit and some grain, if, if you tolerate it, isn't a big deal as long as it's balanced. So that's yeah. why I think the sugary fruit purees on the baby food aisle were a problem because they're low nutrition and high in sugar. But I think the biggest problem is that they were lacking that fat and protein, that they weren't a, a complete balanced meal in that way. Yeah, totally. And it's one thing to like, I pair a lot. So it's interesting to me, like exactly what you're saying. I have a NutriSense continuous glucose monitor and it's crazy to me because I love dried fruit, but like it's basically candy, right? Mm -hmm. But if I am like hiking and I can eat a meat stick and then my like dried fruit, it doesn't even increase my blood sugar at all. Like straight curve. It's, I mean, it's crazy to me. Whereas if I were to just sit there and eat dried fruit, I mean, we're talking like it would be like a 40, 50, 60 spike in my blood sugar, which is not ideal, not great. You crash from that, all these things. And so it is interesting to me how much we're learning more about like 
clothing your carbs, pairing your carbs with fat and protein. And also too, it's been fun for me because it's kind of a newer thing in my world, like a year. And so now I'm teaching my kids like, yeah, you can totally have those dried apricots. Let's grab a slice of raw cheddar and pair that with it. And you're going to feel better. So I think those are really great conversations to have with our kids, like helping them understand these things. So not only just like, yeah, eat the serenity baby food or toddler food, but also like How empowering is it to teach our kids these things that we didn't grow up with? Yeah, we talk to our daughter about it a lot. We try not to interfere with her eating as much as possible. Like a lot of the advice is to like let kids eat. Both my wife and I have food issues, right? We're all like, so so she can feel that. So we've had to do a lot of spiritual work on letting go. She's Our job is to give her options. Her job is to eat. That's she great. She's one of those kids who just doesn't care about eating very much. She just sort of eats and plays and doesn't eat and doesn't really notice she doesn't eat. And so it's like we run a baby through cuts. It's like food is really important. So we've had to let go of that a lot. But yeah. the one thing we still control is sugar. And yeah. she loves sugar like all kids. Once the sweets, once the sugar, once the fruit, once all the sure. sweet stuff. And the only thing, our only rule is protein first. So basically she can have birthday cake at the birthday. She just eats a hot dog before the birthday cake. That's you a great a idea. Dog. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a meat stick. And we say, we explain, it's not really our rule. It's our body's rule. This is our bar. It's the way our bodies are set up. That Designed for sugar, sure. You feel tired, you feel your emotions get messed up, you can you're more likely to get sick. And she can tell you all that. She can say sugar messes up your feelings. Like she sort of gets it. Doesn't mean she doesn't still get really upset when she wants a piece of candy and we won't let her eat it without eating a meat stick. But like yeah. she's still mad about it. But like I think she really is understanding that. And hopefully with the way we're talking about it doesn't give her a lot of rebellious. I'm gonna eat sugar when they're not around just to prove I can or any of that. That's the goal is not to like demonize anything. I know exactly. <laughs> it's such a hard balance. I mean, I do have friends who had like nutritionist moms and they are totally normal adults. And I'm like, okay, it's possible to do this without them like hating everything. But also too, it's interesting to me. I wanted to talk a bit about just like developing palates because I think it's so critical, especially in early babyhood and toddlerhood, because it's interesting. I get the question a lot. Like, how do I help my five, six, seven, eight-year-old not be a picky eater? Like we're stuck to box mac and cheese and chicken tenders. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of the things that I help with are things that I personally have walked through. And so with my kids, they grew up on weirdo food. Like we've been mostly paleo their whole lives. And so someone's like, I made a kale frittata and my kids are like, cool, let's eat it. And so I don't have to fight against that, but that fight and that struggle is so real. And I do think that it comes from just overfeeding our kids tons of sugar as babies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what do you feel about like developing palates and first Mm -hmm. foods and and that kind of thing? There's a lot of great data on this. It's called the flavor window. They've identified there's this window of really four months to 18 months old where the palate is developing. I mean, flavor preferences actually start in utero. They've found that too, that what moms eat in utero, kids have some preference for. So there's some of that, like what you eat. But it's it's certainly when you start feeding them. So that four to 18 month window, which is the puree stage, like that's when you're really Mm. sharing a lot of first foods. A lot of them have to be purees or soft foods because they don't have the teeth yet. 
And so they don't get to, they don't have a lot of choice. They can't talk and ask for their preferences. They just eat it or throw it on the floor. It's the way they make preferences. Yeah. So, so the flavor window, they've proven that feeding a lot of sweet foods during that time, if you feed a lot of sweet foods, we're already naturally designed to like sweet foods. They're high sure. work, So we are wired to like sweet stuff. So you don't have to teach a kid to like sweet stuff. So if you give them sweet foods, of course, they're going to eat it. And if your goal is just quantity, the more fruit you give them, of course, the more they're going to eat. But then they develop this preference for sweet foods, which can lead to obesity. It can lead to diabetes, sugar addiction, or just preference for sweet foods for picky eating, right? They don't like the mm. same foods. So introducing a lot of savory foods, especially meat, because it's such an nutrient-intense food. And there's so many sure. diverse flavors that go with meat. Uh, the more meat, the more savory and diversity of flavors kids are offered, the, the more balanced their diets are later. So the more healthy yeah. they are, the more people they eat. So your experience is both proven anecdotally, but also scientifically that they've shown that kids' diets are better, health is better if they're introduced this variety of flavors early on. And yeah. so that's where our products really make that easy to do because we put we have spinach, yeah. we have bison, we have salmon. Yeah. You know, we started using herbs and spices. We've got chicken sure. bolognese and chicken and thyme and all these different types of flavors. But yeah, we gave our daughter liver and yolk and these very strong flavors. She did this there. Her favorite food is green olives. She's I love that. Olives. She really green olives we let her eat. And I love like, it. Okay, bitter. I mean, I don't even like green olives. Like they're. Like, I bitter. love green olives. <laughs> you know, I like this too strong flavor for me. But she loves that kind of like strong umami flavor. Oh, I love that so much. And I will say too, I feel like with my kids kind of growing up with this weirder food, not, let's just say not the norm, right? Like my kids are taking blueberries and almonds to school for snack and other kids literally bring candy, straight up candy for snack. And I think that's crazy. I, I feel like we're not the crazy ones. Like that's what I tell my kids. I'm like, I don't think that we're the crazy ones for eating like real foods. But mm -hmm. I will say too, like, it's funny because- we're talking about not ruining our kids and hoping that they don't rage against us when they go to college and stuff. But like at a birthday party, yeah, you can have the cupcake. And this was before they were gluten-free, but like, yeah, you can have the cupcake and I would give them each half. And I would say, you can have a whole cupcake. I'm not limiting your ability to have a whole cupcake just like everybody else, but you never eat the whole cupcake. So if you eat your half and you want more, I will cut up another one and you could both have another half. Every time they would eat two bites and then go play. When you're not accustomed to that overly sweet powdered sugar, like it honestly is like a little bit of a turnoff, which I think is like kind of the goal. Like, I don't know that I want my kids eating cotton candy 24 seven and being like, that's what I want. That's what I'm craving. So I do yeah. think that savory leaning it helps them like kind of make wiser choices as they're growing up because they're just not accustomed to just like all sugar all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of parenting. And I think especially with food, this short-term suffering to avoid the long-term suffering, right? So like totally. it's hot. We had a meltdown this morning where my mom staying with us, bought some cookies. I'm sure they're like gluten-free, low sugar, whatever, the best almond flour cookies or whatever, but they're more carbs than she should eat without protein. Yeah. And yeah. so all I said was you just need to eat this piece of ham or you need to meat stick and eat something. And it's just total meltdown. Just crying and crying. My mom was like, I'm just give it to her to shut her up. Right. And I'm yeah. like, no, 
you can give it to her, but then she's going to be crying like this all day. Or like, in a habit of doing this and they get sick, nothing's worse than two or three days of a sick kid stuck at home. Right. And so the, the mood meltdowns, the issues with, with the, when you talk about a baby, we've got all these food related, all these issues that people complain about with babies are yeah. largely food related. So we've got mm-hmm. fussiness, sugar crash creeps, crying, colic, fussiness. We've got sleep issues. In other words, the baby won't sleep. You yeah. eat a bunch of sugar, you don't eat good fat and protein. You're, it's going to mess with your sleep rhythms. Stool issues, either constipation yeah. or diarrhea, awful when you got a baby in diapers. The last thing you want is irregular. Yeah. Totally. No food. There's a direct relationship between food and stools. Sickness, right? Immunity, skin rashes, skin issues, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, eczema, totally. And if we, we didn't have any of those issues. I thought our slept really well. She was super, her mood was super balanced. Her stools were great. She hardly ever got sick. It was fine. So it's like you know, fat and protein, or, or like I said, balance, the meat, fat, and, meat, fat, and veggies with limiting the sweet grace, especially when they're a baby and they can't beg for, yeah. the, for the treats. Yeah. <laughs> the as much as you can. Like we didn't give her any fruit. I mean, she doesn't basically never had fruit. Like it was just like her fruit. Like she yeah. really, you know, she's like sweet. We don't need to teach her that. Veggies yeah. are superior carbs to fruit, you know, yeah. so fiber. And so we just gave her lots of meat and fat and fruit and carrot and, and vegetables. And then yeah. now she has berries, now she's eating fruit. We we've as, as she's grown, we introduced fruit. And she's she likes berries. Berries are pretty good compromised because they're lower Low sugar, in sugar. antioxidants. She likes a lot. And so we'll let her eat those with her meal. We don't micromanage her her food. We just oh, don't give her very much. Just give her the two strawberries and we don't let her eat the whole bag of grapes. They you can know. too. I mean, no, how no, many times no, have no. I had like tw- like 18 ounces of blueberries and I come downstairs and my kids are like, <laughs> they've eaten no, all of them. No. I mean, it's like, cool. That was $10 of organic blueberries. Yeah. No. <laughs> great, great snack. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Because your products are purees, I just have to ask, how do you feel about baby led weeding? How do you, you feel about like... Yeah. Yeah. There's like this baby led weaning plus purees. I mean, I think for it's hard being a parent. It's so hard. Like, there's so, so much hard. to worry about. There's so many things going on. I mean, it's just constant work. So, like, there's only so many things to worry about. So, you got to pick your battles and what you're going to worry about. So, nutrition's essential. I think it's worth worrying about because. Agreed. There's so many consequences later if you don't if you don't get there either later that day or later in life, and so nutrition's key. But how they get the nutrition really is up as up to the parents. So of yeah. course they want to pick up food and eat it. No kid should eat purees. Babies can pick up food. They can play with it. They can mush it. There's plenty of soft foods. I was pre-chewing meat for her. So uh, pre-mastication. I'd like give her pre-chewed meat, not just purees. So I don't think any. We never say eat only purees. Whether yeah, for sure. Food. Whoever says eat only packaged food, like right. we never say eat only our products. Like our products are a convenient option when you're on the go or you want to supplement the other food that they're that they're eating, or you've got a heavy eater who needs to eat constantly. You don't want to make it eating, but but it's very hard to not if you don't do any purees. It's very hard to get the nutrition. It's very hard. It's so hard. Like, how do you get meat if you don't? You're either pre-chewing it yourself or you're pureeing it yourself. So I don't really understand this like no purees because then how do you do meat? Right. Yeah, like for a tiny order. little bitty baby. Totally. Right? So if you want, so maybe you do like all soft veggies and all and pureed meat. Like that would work if you want to make it really hard. 
Like, I think it's just a balance. Like, you do some yeah. the you do the, the soft foods, you let them pick up food and eat, you give them the snacks, you let them have some pouches, you make some purees, whatever. Right. Preach and that's just food. life, too. Yeah, it's just life. It's just a mix. It's We're very practical about it. Yeah. And there's no one right way. Every parent figures it out. Yeah, totally. No, I love that approach. So would love to talk a little bit about your products. Number one, I mean, I just love, like, your website is just like, bison and the animals and the farms. And like, I just love it so much. So talk to us a little bit about like your relationships that you've made in this business with your farmer partners, the ingredients you're sourcing. What's important to you? Totally. My my mom grew up on a family farm in Southern uh. Missouri. So I grew up visiting my grandparents, seeing their, their animals and the gardens and the connection to the food that they had, as well as the economic hardship, how poor they were compared totally. to competing with these huge, huge farms. I've also always had a very deep connection to the earth and environmentalism. So I got became a very active environmental environmentalist in, in, in high school and college. I uh, was vegan for a while also, because I thought that was the best thing for the planet. Didn't terrible. we all have that face? <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's, like, it's just, that was, that was the message. That was the mythology. I know. I feel like oh. everybody in the regenerative like movement. It's all like, well, we were vegan. Like we all did it. Yeah. From a health consciousness and a a, a plant consciousness, that was what was the way. And now it's wrong. And and there's still people who are still trying to perpetuate that, but it's it's not true. The the, the science is it. Like planet wise, it's not, it's not a, it's not good for anybody. So it ends up just being a lot more processed food. So I've kind of went through that phase. So I was a very important, so, so, so meat sourcing and, and supporting farms, going to the farmer's market, having a garden in my yard, like that was all really important to me. And so when we decided to, to start this company, we knew that pasture-raised meats were superior nutrition. Yeah. The science was in the grass-fed and pasture-raised meat is the best nutrition. So if we're going for the most nutrition provided in our baby foods, which was our yeah. goal, pack as much nutrition pouch as possible. We knew that we were going to use different sources, but then I really wanted to support family farms like my grandparents. We yeah. had learned about regenerative agriculture. So we're like, hey, we can actually reverse climate change, support family farms, create a better life for the animals, and make babies healthier, right? All at the same <laughs> Are time. Are we doing it all? <laughs> Right. Plus making a bunch of money, like also generating an enormous amount of wealth. Like it's yeah. like crazy to be able to do all that. But it was like, this is, this is, this is the way. Yeah, this is like the way. It all goes together. And so, so, so drawing that, those, those parallels was always important. Part of the, the interconnection between the health of the planet, the health of the animals, the health of the farmers, the health of our staff, the health of their moms, plus the babies, our family's health. Like all that is interconnected. So we sought out very boutique farms. It was part of the delay in launch was teaching those farms how to supply B2B to business to business because most of them were selling their meat at farmers markets or yeah. so we had to teach them how to process it right and how to package it for a factory. And so we kind of created this family farm regenerative supply chain that didn't really exist when we started. Now it's great. Now there's like a lot more of the supply chain is a lot fuller. And so that's been great as we've grown, the supply chain has grown and that's really helped yeah. us be grow as fast as we have and to be a part of an early part of this movement. Uh, but we feel like it's mom, there's moms are going through a lot of emotional, spiritual changes. They're learning more about the world and learning about regenerative agriculture, the importance of meat, the importance of fat, the role that yeah. plays in it. 
is a great time to learn that and to teach that to their kids and to adopt that into their lifestyle. So we, we think we play a unique role in the regenerative movement to really tell that story as well as using it to make babies healthy. No, no. Yeah. And as you were like outlining all the different things, I'm like, yeah, you really are doing all these things. And it's so fantastic. I'm such a fan of the regenerative movement. And I, we had a friend staying over last night and this morning I had newborn organics just launched a regenerative egg product, which I, I want to say is like the first on the market kind of nationally. And I was like, she was asking me what's regenerative. And I talked to her for like 15 minutes and I was like, I'm sorry, you were just asking a very simple question and I just launched a TED talk. So you're welcome. Amazing. So last product I want to talk about, I think it's super cool, is your toddler formula, which, which Serenity Kids launched. What year did you guys launch? We launched our first products on August 5th of 2018. So our birthday's coming up. Yes. Yes. Remember, because it was the same day our daughter was born. What? It was crazy. It took us two years to get the products out. Yeah. Products were late. Baby was early. Yeah. <laughs> Same day. Could never have been planned. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because that's what I was going to say is my son, like I have just kind of watched from afar. My son was born in 2015. So like you kind of launched after my baby phase, but I've been like a champion and friend from afar, even though my kids were a little bit older when you guys launched, but you offer a toddler formula, which I am just so impressed by because I feel like that's a of all the daunting tasks I feel like you've done, that feels just very daunting. And so it feels like an exciting product, a huge accomplishment. So I just want to hear kind of a little bit more about that sure. product. Huge labor of love, that product. That product was my, was Serenity's real passion project. Took two years. That product alone took two years. To, wow. And our daughter weaned herself at nine months old, which was way mm. earlier than we planned. As far as I was concerned, we were going to breastfeed till college, you know, yeah, so right well, as long as possible, but she w- wasn't having it. And so we had to f- turn to formula. My wife did a lot of, she did a lot of research, just like we did with the initial baby foods. And right. of course, didn't like anything she got, like from Europe, from best organic, toddler, all these different ones. They all had industrial seed oil. Yeah. They mostly had sugar syrups. They had low, hard to digest synthetic vitamins, particularly folic acid. Yeah, which is exactly. Nope. For about half the population, our gene, which we figure our daughter had because we both had it. So we had already been talking to Dr. Sarah Valentine, the paleo mom. She knows. Yeah. And she'd already said like she had done a lot of work on formula and thought about formula and was would someday maybe love to make another formula. She kind of planted that seed in us. And so we were like, we should maybe do a formula. And then our Whole Foods buyer was, we just sort of mentioned the idea of the formula we had in mind. And he was like, I need that right now. Bring that to me. I will put it in all stores. Like, I'm wow. Okay, well, there's a lot of myths. So we went to Sarah and we worked with her to basically rebuild formula from the ground up to take breast milk. Wow. Dissect breast milk and remake formula based on breast milk. So not even really looking sure. at the formula recipes. Because most no. formula recipes are regurgitations of each other. Like they're not really. For sure. Yeah. So she studied every scientific paper on breast milk globally, about 200 mm. papers that she read wow. yeah. study. she mapped the nutritionals of breast milk and then we evaluated hundreds of different ingredients to mimic the nutritionals so looking at the macronutrients and micronutrient profiles and all these different ingredients and recreate essentially rebuild formula to create the most similar to breast milk formula that's ever been made and so what we have is our a2 whole milk formula it starts with grass-fed regeneratively farmed a2 whole milk and the a2 a1 milk thing's a whole other uh, 
whole other combo. Go down, but it's the superior protein form that admits yeah. that it's the kind of protein in breast milk. It's the same in goat milk and camel milk. Really, all other milks besides the standard American dairy are, yep. are they protein, much more digestible. So right. we, got that. we kept the fat in it. We use the whole milk instead of almost all formulas are non-fat milk. So they take the fat out, which breast milk is about what? half fat. So yeah, it's crazy. They take the fat out and then they and add, then add seed oil. oils. Yes, oh my gosh. Because it's cheaper and more easy to control. And so it's like, it's more, that's a pharmaceutical formula is treated like a pharmaceutical. They don't treat oh my like gosh. So it's all about the numbers on the paper. It's like, Oh, but it has this amount of fat. And so therefore it's good, but they don't think about no. this. Of so course. We, we use eight other fat sources. So our fatty, we have a much more diverse fatty acid profile than any formula. Most oh, wow. Too. So we've got the non-fat milk, we've got coconut, we've got cacao, we've got huh. wild algae, you know. Oh, got, yeah. We've got egg, egg lecithin, which does, does not trigger egg allergies, but is a really good fat source. Several others, all these different olive oil. So we've got really good fat sources. We use lactose, organic lactose for the carb source. There's a lot yeah. of carbs. So, so lactose is the same carb as what's in, in breast milk. So we don't right. use any carbs. We use the you know, we use methylated right. folic acid. So we're using right. a much Huge. more natural form of a B vitamin. So, but no seed oils, no folic acid, no sugar syrups, whole milk. Basically, that makes us all those things make us different. <laughs> Let alone the yes. A2 regenerative milk is really high quality. The taste's actually really good. We tasted all the formulas on the market. They were all awful. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah, so we have these really good tastes in our formula. Yeah. And it, like you said, it is currently classified as a toddler formula. Getting infant certified in America is very, very hard. It takes many years, many millions of dollars. We're going to do <clears> it. We're in the process of doing it. We're going to do it. But it's but it's taking a long time. So in the meantime, yeah. we decide rather than wait three to five years yeah. to launch Let's launch it in the toddler formula. We have to say it's only for 12 months and up, right? We're obligated to say that. So we did formulate it to be an infant formula. It does mimic breast milk more than anything else. It is better than yeah. the other formulas, I will say. But we have to say that it's marketed only for 12 months yeah. and up formula but moms can make their own decision we fed sure i know i was like i'm gonna ask this after the podcast is over (laughs) but i'm glad that you said that because that's kind of what i figured like i figured that it was like a legality and that you had to say 12 months and up but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean even like in july was with the baby had intolerances and there was very expensive formula that was i think it was like gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free were the two main ones, but you flip it over and it's corn. It's all corn and it's all corn sugars, corn syrups. And I'm like, this is high fructose corn syrup. And I sold as formula. It's a, it's tough. And I, I mean, especially like my heart goes out to all the moms. Like I breastfed fine. Didn't, I was super young when I had kids. I didn't have many issues. Also was in a world with no friends with babies. So I'm just like out here on my own, just like doing my own thing, not even really realizing there could be a lot of struggles. And so, you know, then you see moms who struggle to breastfeed for this reason or that, and they want a great formula. And it's like, I'm going to order this thing from Europe. It's better. It's still not my ideal. Or like, I'm going to go on the Weston A. Price website and like make my own every day. And that feels scary, like for a lot of reasons. And so I just love that you did this. So I'm glad we got to chat about it. Okay. I know we could chat for three hours, but when I ask you the last question that I ask everybody, so when you are at the end of your life and you're looking back on your life, all the things you've done, what will a successful life look like for you? 
I really want to have made a difference in the lives of kids and parents. I really want some kids to have grown up healthier, freer, more able to express who they really are. And via parents that feel like their lives were better, were easier, that they were able to grow their own selves as parents. But I think more importantly, I really want to have enjoyed it. Really want to have Mm. present in the in all the moments, all the struggles, all the challenges, all the celebrations, all the joys. Present with my own daughter and family, and and present in the work. And so, I want to have made a difference, but I want to really have like made sure that I was was present with it. Love it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being here, Joe. I'm sure we'll chat soon. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Joe, for being on the show. I really, really enjoyed this conversation talking all about how do we feed our kids and how do we ensure that they're eating healthy foods. Listeners, if you are interested in trying out Serenity Kids products, be sure to check out the show notes and I will place my link there and a coupon code for you to get a discount. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. 